1: God has received them they're believers in Christ they're walking differently but they still have their faith in Jesus Christ they have eternal life and we're just judging them by how they dress or what they eat what they don't eat whether they worship on a Sabbath or they worship another day you know let's love them for God himself God received them that's the important thing and we think that we need to be the ones receiving them no (laughs) who made you God God
0: In today's message, Pastor Eddie will remind you that not everyone will walk with the Lord the same way that you do. Some may choose to eat kosher, or some may choose to not drink alcohol. The bottom line is, as brothers and sisters in Christ, who are we to judge another for their practices? Pastor Eddie will also encourage you to not do the things that could cause another to stumble. Well, let's join Pastor Eddie in the book of Romans chapter 14 with today's edition of Running the Race.
1: judge that because in our humanity we have a tendency to want to change those in the faith that is we have an agreement that we believe in jesus christ but we have a tendency to want everyone to conform to our standards and our customs and what we believe And if it was a perfect world, you know you would have people see things the way you see things and and walk the way you walk and talk the way you walk. And if it was a really, really perfect world, they would have the same hairdo if you if you had your way. And it's just in our human nature. We like things certain way and we think that it fits best for everyone. It's not a one-size-fit-all. Especially when it comes with when the Holy Spirit is working with each and every one of us in different ways. And he's ministering, he's bringing conviction to each and every one of us differently. And so this is why this text before us is important. The church is divided. And here's what the main issue was. They were arguing about non-salvational, non-essential things. It's not about doctrine. We know about doctrine. We know about justification by faith. We are only saved by faith. We know that. We can't argue that. We know that Jesus is the son of God. He was born of a virgin birth. We know that he was crucified. We know that he was buried. We know on the third day that he rose. We know that he's coming back again. We have no argument there. Paul's not talking about argument with the most important things in our Christian faith that is doctrinal. You can't change that. But he's talking about the non-essential things, things that are not mentioned in the, the Bible, command us or forbid us to not do, like styles of music. I remember when I when I grew up, and you know, I just loved heavy metal, rock. That was just me. I mean, I haven't listened to it now. I just kind of mellowed out, maybe because of age. I don't know what it is. But you know what? And, and and we we had a ministry. We loved Jesus, and even in our heavy metal music, we sang about Jesus Christ. And it was in your face gospel. And we had other churches that wouldn't allow us in. And today there's different things. Rap music. It all depending what case. And, you know, we get so caught up on that. Where? That's not even mentioned in the Bible. Not going to the movies. I remember I went to a church. You couldn't go to the movie. You couldn't have a TV set. Really? And then they started bringing it. They allowed the TV little by little. You can't go to the movies, but you can bring the movies to your house. I don't understand. <laughs> and because the pastor uh, didn't understand scripture, it was legalistic, and that was his conviction, he shouldn't pour the, that conviction into the congregation. And so you have people following things that are not biblical. And that's what divides us because we're different. And so you have those who in the church, and these are the two groups, those who had liberty... Paul is going to write, those of you who have liberty, don't cause the one who don't have liberty to stumble. Those who have their own convictions, all right? You have your liberty in Christ, that's okay. But don't argue with them because of their convictions. And the ones that have conviction, you know, don't be pious. Don't think that you're more holier than thou because you practice certain things and they don't. So let us look at our verse. Let's look at our text verse by verse. Let's look at verse 1. I think it was important to give you that background. Verse 1, he says, receive one who is weak in the faith. The word receive here is to, it's, it's the Greek word proslambano. Proslobano, it is mentioned 14 times in the New Testament. To receive means to accept, to take in, uh, or to welcome someone in, in one's presence or one's home. So we're to receive. So he's beginning with his letter. You know, he's beginning in this section telling those who are strong in the faith to receive those who are weak in the faith, to take in. Now, those who are weak in the faith, they're saved. The only problem is that they're weak. That's the difference. They're saved. It's not arguing the fact that they have salvation. So there are ones that are weak, and there, there are ones that are strong. And the ones that are weak, Paul's referring to the Jewish Christians who remain uh, committed to observing certain laws. They couldn't depart from those laws, dietary laws, the laws of the Sabbath. The same thing with Peter. Just picture Peter when he was on the top of the roof of the Tanner's house, when he saw this vision with all these cheeseburgers and, and, and pork chop and hot dogs. Just picture that. This is, there are still people who have that. And they have not matured in their faith because they did not understand their liberty in Christ. Now, understanding that those things are okay, they're not wrong, but it was just a, a foreshadow of the substance, and Paul tells us that. The Old Testament is just to give us a foreshadow of what Christ is. And so, you know, uh, he, he was just encouraging those who are strong in the faith to receive those who are weak, who are still uh, uh, caught up with their uh, customs. Some of them didn't want to let it go because they felt it just made them more holy. They walked around because they observed certain laws that they're more holier than thou. It was more selfish, pious, righteous attitude because because they observed these laws and they practiced these laws and made them look more holy. I don't know if you've ever been there. There There's certain things that you have to do because if you don't do it, you don't get spiritual. You know, examine yourself with that. There are times when I say, you know what, I need need to uh, listen to certain music because that me. I, you know, there's certain music that I like to listen to, and that really puts me in a place where I could really meditate in the Lord. But there are times when I say, you know what, I don't want to depend on music to do that. I want to depend on the Holy Spirit, you see. And so we need to be careful. But that's between you and the Lord. No one should be judging you about that. It's nothing wrong. He said, receive one who is weak in the faith. Receive them as a brother and sister in Christ. When you receive them, it's not to bring them in, to correct them, and just try to tell, I'm going to teach you about liberty. Let me be your savior in that area. You know, it's not receive them. It's receive one who is weak in the faith, but not to dispute over doubtful things. And so the problem that causes division, even still today in the fellowship, is not who we believe, but what we believe. Because again, we know who we believe. We believe in Christ. But how do we glorify Christ with our lives? Do we need these certain rituals? Do we need these certain practices? Should we eat vegetables or should we eat meat? And so what we believe when it comes to... Uh, to doubtful things, don't argue about those things. Things that are not biblical, the non-essentials, you know, we get so caught up on these things. You know, it's like we're trying to get holy, but you know what? Something I found is probably not in Scripture, so this is revealed to me by the Lord. Be careful with that, okay? <laughs> if it's not in the Bible, you say, listen, just rebuke you. Listen, you're a false prophet. <laughs> you know, it's not in Scripture, so don't tell me. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Don't waste your time. But I encourage you to read your Bible. He's saying don't argue over opinions and doubtful things. Talk about who we believe. Because when you talk about who we believe, then there will be unity. There will be unity. We believe in Christ and him crucified. That's the important thing. Verse 2, he says, for one believes he may eat all meat. That's what one believes, those who have liberty. But he who is weak eats only vegetables. You see, this is why I'm not a vegetarian. Just kidding. I'm a meditarian. All right? See, you guys who are vegetarians, the Bible says you're weak. No, that's not what he's saying here. That has nothing to do with it, okay? It's just, okay, if you get somebody's, you know, people, they just like to take things. Oh, look, you eat vegetables. Oh, you're going to be weak. You better have some pork, <laughs> you better have some steak, you know, chicken. <laughs> No, 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 that's not what he's talking about because, again, keeping it in context and knowing the background know what's going on, people were eating certain things or did not want to eat certain things for religious reasons. Paul is not talking about a diet. If you have a diet of vegetables, you know, Daniel did that. And he did that because that was for him. For the Lord, that's between him and the Lord. Some people do it for health reasons, for your dietary reasons, you know, whatever they have allergies or whatever they just can't die. Whatever the reason, and those things are good. Eat, you know, eat whatever you think is works for you. And the same way, you know, if you look at the same way spiritually, what works for me may not work for you, right? Spiritually, these things, these non-essential things, the same thing as you know, Tylenol, Advil, and what's what's the other the ibuprofen. Uh, What works for you? Tylenol. What works for you? Advil. What works for you? Aleve. You know, everybody has, uh, that don't work. You see the way it is medically? It's the same way spiritually. We're all different. And these non-essential things, we get all caught up. He's talking about those who are are doing these things for religious reasons. And why is that? A little background. Uh, The reason why uh, some of the Jews who were saved uh, did not want to eat meat, mostly because the meats in Rome were offered up to idols, so they were used for idol worship. So the meat, because it was used from idol worship, it was a lot cheaper. It was a lot cheaper. And so, but because it was offered to idols, uh, the Jews and the Jewish, new Jewish Christians didn't want to eat it. And so you see, when, when many of the Jews came to Christ, they were still weak in that area. Many, many of them found it just hard to leave Judaism. They felt obligated; that they have to obey these uh, dietary laws, and so they didn't eat these these meats. They had vegetables. I like to hang around with them most of the time. You don't know want your meat? Excuse me. You know what I mean, just kidding, just kidding. So that was the Jews. When the Gentiles came to Christ, uh, they understood their spiritual liberty in the Lord because it was easy for them. They didn't have any prejudices about eating things to idols. And that's why Paul was very effective. If you look and you study Paul's ministry, that's why he was very effective with the Gentiles. You see, the Gentiles didn't have another god. They had no god. They had fake gods. They had pagan gods. that did absolutely nothing, you see. But when he came to the Jews, it was hard because they already had religion. They already had religion. When the Gentiles came, they understood their spiritual liberty in Christ, and they didn't have any dietary laws, and they had no problems eating meat. So you can imagine as they broke bread, maybe just picture they having an agape fellowship, right? Uh, you know, and one of the Jewish believers are just having a celery stick and you're having a nice juicy cheeseburger. Can you imagine the fellowship there? And so that's where there was a problem. You know, some just couldn't, you know, let it go and some didn't care whether it offended them. Hey, you don't want that burger? I'll have it. And so this was the problem, this, you know, division. I don't know, you remember that commercial, Fiber One? Well, the guy has a celery stick. He's crying because his friends are watching the Super Bowl. They're eating all they can eat, but he can't eat those foods, right? Okay, you probably don't. Okay, whatever. I get it. Yeah. All right. Verse 3. Verse 3, he says, Let not him who eat despise him who does not eat. He's talking now to the mature Christians, mature in the sense that he understands that spiritual liberty in Christ. And so they're not to despise the, those who are weak. No, they're not to look down at them. He said, listen, just because you have your liberty, you understand this. You know, this is hard for them to let go. Don't despise them. Just receive them. Love them. Let him who eats despise him who does not eat. And let him who does not eat judge him who eats, for God receives him. So now he's also saying for the weak, do not judge those who eat. Don't look at them weird. Don't look at them like you're grossed out. We're not to worry about what we eat. We're not to judge. Why? Because at the very end, at the end of verse 3 tells us why we shouldn't judge. Let's look at that. It says, for God has received him. God has received them. They're believers in Christ. They're walking differently, but they still have their faith in Jesus Christ. They have eternal life and we're just judging them by how they dress or what they eat, what they don't eat, whether they worship on a Sabbath or they worship another day, you know, let's love them. For God himself, God received them. That's the important thing. And we think that we need to be the ones receiving them. No. <laughs> Who made you God? If you don't want to receive them, who's a brother in Christ, here's a check. You need to check your life. You need to check how you love your brothers and sisters in Christ. Despite the differences because they're not uh, you know, they're not formed conform to your standards and your customs. you need to examine yourself. I remember one time you know there was you know again i coming back in those days where you know my you know ministry of metal and stuff and uh, there was this you know worship service, and one minister had a suit and tie, and the other one had an m c jacket long hair and but he's looking up and he's crying to the Lord in worship. He's lost in worship. He's crying to the Lord and hes you could tell he loves the Lord just by, you know, you look at his spirit, you say, wow, man, he loves Jesus. That's awesome. That blows me away. And then the one with the, the minister is just looking at him up and down to examine his own self. And in the body of Christ, we need to be mature. And so, they were legalistic about their certain foods and there are still people today they would try to push it well you know that was the jewish law so you know we're christians but you know we still got to obey those laws and you know we got to have this certain diet and you know you know what that's not biblical that's not with the new covenant that's not through jesus christ you remember again going back to what the lord revealed to peter don't call unclean what did i call clean don't call it uncommon unclean what I call. I call it clean. It's clean. I'm revealing this to you in a vision. You know it's a vision. You see meats that you don't eat, that the Gentiles eat. I am saying to you that it is clean. As a matter of fact, Jesus takes it further. In Matthew chapter 15, verse 11, Jesus says this Not what goes into the mouth defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth. This defiles a man. We get all caught up about what we eat, knowing that God created a digestive system to take care of it. If your digestive system cannot handle it, then it's not physically and it's not good for you health-wise. But don't make it a religion. Don't get legalistic about it. Because it's not what goes in a person, but what comes out of his mouth. And what comes out of mouth? Cursing, lying, gossip. You know, and I knew I had a coworker of mine in the 80s. And he would really say, oh, pork is sin. You can't eat, so God is is sin. I said, listen, because I'm eating pork. If you already know me already, so I don't need to hide it anymore. And so he says it's a sin. But meanwhile, he's cursing up a storm. I don't get it. It's backwards. You see, your mouth could destroy people. Your mouth could change lives, and destroy people. It could lie. And so Jesus says, now what goes in that makes you unclean. So you're free to eat, willing, whatever God puts in you. If physically, you t- it's just a matter of taste, don't eat it. If it's a matter of you have food allergies, don't eat it. If you just don't like it, don't eat it. Don't say it's a religion or God has a diet. No. Don't get caught up in that. And so... It's not what comes out, it's not what goes in the mouth, what, what comes out. Now, turn with me, if you will, to 1 Corinthians chapter 8. Just a few pages to the right, the next book over, chapter 8. 1 Corinthians chapter 8. I think in this verse also, uh, Paul addressed the same situation with the church in Corinth. So not only uh, he was addressing this with the believers in Rome, he's also addressing this in, with the believers in Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 8. If you have a church Bible, it's page 13, 16. Verse 1, he says, Now concerning things offered to idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. And if anyone thinks that he knows anything, he knows nothing, yet as he ought to know. But if anyone loves God, he, this one, is known by him. Therefore, concerning the eating of things offered to idol, he's gonna address this. We know that an idol is nothing in the world, and there is no other God but one. For even if there is a so-called gods, there are so-called gods whether in heaven or on earth, as there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is one God, the Father of whom are all things And we for him and one Lord Jesus Christ through whom all things and through whom we live. However, there is not in everyone that knowledge. He's speaking about the knowledge of of, of liberty, understanding. For some with conscience of the idols unto now eat it as a thing offered to an idol. And their conscience being weak is defiled. But food does not condemn us, underline that, but food does not condemn us unto God. There is now therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For neither if we eat are we the better, nor if we do not eat are we the worse. It doesn't make you better, it doesn't make you holy, it doesn't make you righteous. But here's number nine, verse nine, this is important. Verse nine tells us, but beware. Lest somehow this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to those who are weak. You got that? You're strong in your faith. You know it is not a problem to have a cheeseburger. You know it is not a problem to have pork because you have a digestive system that God created. Jesus says again, now what goes in the mouth is what comes out of your mouth lie, stealing. But you could come in. But for those who are, are free, you have this liberty. And you know there's a brother and sister in Christ. They have a problem eating with those things. Don't use your liberty to eat in front of them the things that are going to cause them to stumble. It's a stumbling block. Let's read on. But it's, you know, We just need to be careful because there are some Christians that will say, you know what? I don't care. That's between them and the Lord. Just because they're weak, that doesn't mean I'm not going to have a cheeseburger You know, that's their problem. They're weak. I don't care. I want a cheeseburger. Knowing that that's going to be a stumbling block for them. This is what he says. Verse 10. For if anyone sees you who have knowledge, you have this knowledge of freedom, liberty in Christ, eating an idol's temple, will not the conscience of him who is weak be emboldened, emboldened, I'm sorry, to eat those things offered to idols? And because of your knowledge shall the weak brother perish. Because of your knowledge, you understand this. Should the weak brother and sister in Christ perish for whom Christ died for? Do you really care about their spiritual weakness? Do you care about them stumbling and falling? But, verse 12, another one to underline. For when you thus sin against the brethren and... with their weak conscience, you sin against Christ. I'm running the race.
0: Pastor Eddie Pinero has been digging into the book of Romans with us here on Running the Race. We hope you've been encouraged by what you heard today and that you're eager to learn more about Jesus. If you'd like to listen to more messages by Eddie, visit our website at runningtheraceradio.com. There, you'll also find a link to our podcast where you can subscribe to receive up-to-date messages each time they're available. If you're in the New York, New Jersey, or Pennsylvania area, why not come be a part of our weekly worship service? We gather each Sunday at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m., and again on Wednesday at 7 p.m. for Bible study, worship, and getting to know each other better. Find more information at RunningTheRaceRadio.com. Right now... Tracy has some information about how you can be a part of the ministry here at Running the Race. Radio programs like Running the Race are wonderful tools that God uses to advance His kingdom here on earth. And as with any ministry, there are expenses involved. Today's broadcast was professionally produced, and God has given us a vision to see Running the Race expand throughout the tri-state area. Would you prayerfully consider financially supporting Running the Race? Log on to RunningTheRaceradio.com and simply click on the Give option to help us continue to grow. Thanks, Tracy. There's much more to learn from the Book of Romans on the next edition of Running the Race.